Welcome to the premiere of Formula 101 Season 2's brand new mini-series. So if you're new, first off, very happy to have you. If you're not, welcome back. Uh, But as a refresher or a reminder, in the first season, I did a mini-series called the ABCs of F1. And these were little 15-minute episodes where I went through the alphabet and chose a few terms uh, about motorsport, racing, Formula One, under each letter. And I broke down these kind of complex, confusing Formula One terms into digestible, really easy to understand conversations. And I thought that format was a lot of fun for me to make as well as for you guys to listen to. So I wanted to continue doing shorter, quicker, uh, easy to understand episodes this season, but it's going to be a different topic. This season, I'm going to call it the driver spotlight, which is kind of self-explanatory as a title. But, and so as you can probably guess, I'm, I'm going to pick a singular driver and then give a brief overview of their records, uh, their stats, also highlighting their on-track strengths and weaknesses, and then also go off track as well, because I think there are a lot of things that these guys do outside of racing that are fun to just be aware of in general, but can also kind of expand your racing or sports interests. So it'll maybe give you a better, more full picture of the drivers that you watch or have read about or learned about, and it'll add some useful knowledge that maybe will enhance your viewing experience. So it's not like I'm going to go from... Uh, everybody down the line in the 2021 grid. I'm going to be jumping back and forth uh, of different years and teams and all that. So please stay tuned and it'll be a fun ride. So let's get into the first one. So the very first person I'm going to talk about is someone that many consider to be the GOAT or the greatest of all time and that is Lewis Hamilton. So Lewis has been in Formula One since 2007. He joined with McLaren. Before that, he did Formula Renault, uh, Formula 3, and Formula 2, which was called GP2 at the time that he was racing in it. And I really believe that he credits his father, Anthony, for buying him his first kart and getting him into the sport of racing, getting him in the car, and getting that feel Uh, He grew up lower class, which I think is a big contrast to a lot of what we're seeing these days with the young drivers who, it's not their fault, but the the price of kind of admission to Formula One has gone up exponentially. And so a lot of the kids that we're seeing join the grid are coming from uh, wealthy classes. But uh, Lewis also has a brother. Nicholas is his name, uh, and he's done some racing himself. So racing does run in the blood of the Hamilton family. And Nicholas also shows up at races, as does his dad. I think we've seen him show up kind of here and there for quite a few years. And Lewis is also knighted. So technically, Sir Lewis is what I should be calling him. He is number 44. He races under that number. He is British. He is 36 years old, so he has been around for a long time. So those are just the basics before we jump into kind of the on-track stats that Lewis has, which is kind of funny to say because what record doesn't Lewis have at this point? He's done an incredible job 
at kind of commandeering a lot of the records that have been long held by other people like Michael Schumacher. So Lewis has, to start off with, the most wins. That was kind of the big one, is that he crossed the 100-win mark. Most recently, he has uh, the most points, the most consecutive race starts, most pole positions, most podiums, and total laps led, to just name a few. Those are just the highlights. And he pretty much, like I said, has rewritten the record books in a lot of these arenas. Um, the 100-win mark, I think, was was a big milestone for the sport. He had been chasing it for a while. It wasn't something that he crossed easily, really, because of kind of the competition he's gotten from Max Verstappen and Red Bull this season. It's taken a little bit longer to get to that point, but now he has made it. Um, and he's also done a lot of work, a lot of this record-breaking work, with Mercedes. So he joined them in 2014 when that was the start of the hybrid era. So if you want to kind of look at the timeline or a big uh, step of change in Formula One, you can look at 2014 as that year because previously there were, the, the engines were the big change. They were strictly petrol engines, gas engines. And so think of Sebastian Vettel's kind of dominance with Red Bull in the 2010 to 2013 era. That's one portion. And then you can draw the line after that and say 2014 on when we got the hybrid era, when they're a V6 engine with an electric component. From then on is when we've kind of got the Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton dominance. So as a form of kind of delineating these eras in your mind, you can look at 2014 uh, kind of as that point. And so he has obviously won seven titles. He won his first in 2008 with McLaren. He was uh, teammates with Heike Konvalainen at the time. He would also be teammates later with Jensen Button. Uh, and then his first of his run of championships with Mercedes in 2014, that was his second overall championship first again with Mercedes, and all the way up until this past year has when has been when he's won his championships. The only year he's been denied that is 2016 by his teammate Nico Rosberg. So obviously he's been plenty dominant in this era of racing. Uh, depending on who you ask, some people have really liked him being at the front, and on the other hand, plenty of people have had their dislike of it, myself included. I did not watch Sebastian's years of dominance, so I guess there could be some comparison between the two, but it's a kind of whole, it just, if you like him, you like him, if you don't, you don't, uh, but he has nonetheless showed his incredible talent and skill at kind of commanding the front of the grid for so many years. And his hero, he would say, is Ayrton Senna, and I believe he was gifted one of Ayrton's helmets a few years back ago, one of the very iconic ones that are yellow with the black and green stripes. So what Michael Schumacher is to Sebastian Vettel is what Ayrton Senna is to Lewis Hamilton. Now to jump into what are Lewis's strengths on the track? So in my research for this, really a lot of people highlighted uh, his aggressive style, that he attacks especially in the corners, 
And that I think one of the hallmarks of all great racers is that they have the ability to be both fabulous over one singular lap during qualifying and also carry that skill into a full race distance. And so Lewis, his one of his greatest skills is the ability to carry that speed, that consistency from just one flying lap and qualifying all the way up until a 50 to 70 lap race. Now, he also prefers more of an oversteer car, which is something that was in contrast to his teammate Nico Rosberg at the time, that he places a lot of focus entirely on the front axle of his car. And this relates kind of to his style because he he breaks late into the corners, which allows him to carry more apex speed. You'll hear commentators talking about the last of the late breakers. And a lot of the times I feel like Daniel Ricardo is thrown into the mix, but Lewis kind of has been doing that for a long time and, and does it well. And so he does this thing called he, he trail breaks into the corners. And so this is one thing that allows him to consistently use less fuel than other people. So trail breaking involves easing off of the brake pedal so as to not let the car understeer. Is, so it slows the car down enough to make the corner, but it doesn't, it doesn't allow the car to go into to oversteer and lose control of the car. So this is kind of the main thing that has allowed him to uh, maintain this real uh, appearance of smoothness in his driving style. So Jensen Button has talked about this a lot uh, way back when they were teammates on McLaren. I think he spoke about it on a recent podcast uh, about Lewis's smooth driving style. And he says that he, Lewis, turns into the corner. He goes onto the throttle, the same amount of pressure every time. It's linear. He does everything through the steering wheel. So he goes on to say um, that Jensen learned how to look smooth by modulating the throttle as opposed to what Lewis did, which is through the steering wheel when coming into corners. So the drivers have different ways of approaching how they drive and using different parts of the car. And so Lewis has a lot of skill in kind of managing when the car breaks and how much it breaks, and then using the steering wheel and the controls on the steering wheel to allow him to lose as little speed as possible and go into the corners safely but effectively and then get out on the other side as quickly as possible. Now, what about weaknesses? A man like that has got to have weaknesses, but there are not many. Uh, One of them I think more obvious is that he can lack patience, not to the extent of many others. I just think it's been become a bit of a joke with how much he comes on the radio to speak to his race engineer, Bono, or, or Peter Bonington, to say that his, his tires are gone, um, his tires are dead, when he seems to be doing just fine. He, he can be a bit of a complainer, but I think what athlete isn't. Uh, and you might not be able to quite trust what he's going to say when he comes on the radio and when it comes to his tires, because more often than not, he, he seems to say something like that and then go ahead and put in a really fast lap right after. Um, and his aggressive style can lead to some locking of the wheels. That's, that's always a risk in going fast into corners. 
And from a motorsport.com article that compared greats like Lewis, Michael, Alan Prost, Senna, and Vettel, it says that Lewis is extremely reactive when he starts to break. So here's kind of the, the other side of the coin when it comes to Lewis's braking style, is that he often exceeds tire grip limits, and only then after exerting peak pressure on the pedal does he begin to control the action of the braking system. So being reactive and going to the very limit of tire wear and pressure can be good or bad. A lot depends on the driver's ability to hit those marks consistently, and Lewis seems to be able to do that a lot but again, there's always a possibility that it can go wrong when he doesn't. Now, here's a few of the off-track things that Lewis has done because he's been pretty active in this arena, specifically a lot with this electric series. So he launched his, his own team as part of this series in October of 2020. So it's pretty recent, and it's all electric and off-road, and it's known as Extreme E. And his team is X44 in reference to his own Formula One racing number. So it's a series that purposely races in remote locations to highlight climate change. And since Lewis has been fairly outspoken about that, I think it was kind of near and dear to his heart to become a part of this. And I haven't watched a, a ton of it. I hope to in the future. I know I should. I think it's, it's very timely and relevant. But I actually found out about them mainly through TikTok. They have an account on there that they promote uh, a lot of the Extreme E races, and they also showcase the drivers who are a part of this, because they have two ex-Formula One drivers and world champions, Jensen Button and Nico Rosberg. They have W Series champ, Jamie Chadwick. There are DTM and endurance race champions, Dakar racers. Uh, you have Formula One driver Carlos Sainz Jr.'s father, Carlos Sainz, who was a fabulous rally driver himself. So Lewis has really stepped up to kind of make his voice and presence known specifically in the electric automobile industry. Um, and, and he's also kind of been loud about issues that directly concern him or are of great importance to him, whether it's been environmentalism or the BLM movement, even speaking about Formula One's own treatment of their end racism campaign. So I think for a lot of years... I didn't really like Lewis, and it had nothing to do with, with these things. But I've really come to really grown to appreciate the work that he's done off track in these kind of areas, because he's pushed for a lot of diversity in Formula One. In motorsports, he's created commissions and groups to promote uh, more women in the STEM fields. So he's been really pointed and really consistent to make sure that this is something he talks about and incorporates into his position as someone of such kind of global acclaim and celebrity. And uh, to close it out, like I briefly mentioned, he was knighted in 2021. He was also listed by Time Magazine in 2020 as one of the most, or excuse me, one of the 100 most influential people globally. He's super into fashion. If you see any photos of him arriving in the paddock, usually on Thursdays, he has a very unique fashion look that are always surprising. He shows up to fashion weeks. I think recently he was in Paris with Balenciaga. He has been a partner with Tommy Hilfiger for a while, too, creating some collections and collaborations with them. Uh, so Lewis really spans the spectrum in the things that he's interested in and is involved in. Uh, and he's a fabulous racer. 
there's really no denying how good of a driver he is and how much of an impact he has had on both the sport as well as the wider world. So that is our first driver spotlight checked off the board. I will be back with you for a full-length episode the next time I see you. So thank you very much for listening and have a great rest of your day.